0: How's everyone doing? Good. How I'm good. I felt like, did you guys feel something in worship today? Like just something crazy. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah. <sighs> <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, number one. I gotta gotta say that. Happy Mother's Day. Um. It's an honor to be with all you sisters and mothers today. And uh I feel like there's a call this morning. There's a call and and I feel God saying, just give me a few good women. Just give me a few good women. And it's a call. And I and it's and it's not a call that's exclusive by saying, Give me a few good women, but that's all God needs. And you know god god brought you out of egypt to give you the promised land sworn to your forefathers and we know about that and we hear about forefathers but how many know it takes four mothers to crown princes to govern the land that he gave you i don't he there's a call this morning and god saying just give me a few good women four mothers four mothers cuz it takes you guys to raise up sons and daughters that understand and to covenant with one another so he so they can so the four mothers can crown you to govern amen does that i'm just i don't even it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not but i'm just going to say it again god god brought you out of egypt to give you something promised to your forefathers but it takes four mothers to raise up sons to crown them when they covenant with the type of woman that it takes a mother, a virtuous woman, it takes a virtuous woman to train up a son to know what a virtuous woman is to crown that son when he covenants with that woman. <sighs> Man, All the, when, the, when the word came this morning about, about a river... That's water breaking. Water, our water broke. (laughs) No, understand though, as the bride of Christ, when we covenant with our King, something—the fruit that was talked about—the seed is coming forth. And I want you women to know that the seed that's coming forth, it takes four mothers to establish the governance in the land that God promised us. Does that make sense to anybody but me right now? How often have we heard you, you've been given the land promised to you by your forefathers? We know that. We know that. You step in the promised land, there's giants. Well, you need kings that have a crown on their head to establish governance to deal with those giants. God started something up there at 9 o'clock this morning. We had the women up there. We, we, we were honored to serve them. Jacob brought them a word of, of, uh, of, of humbling of ourselves to the women and to the sisters in this church, to the mothers, and in, in a word of encouragement. That we need the women in this church to move forward. God can give us a church, but we need women to raise up sons and daughters to govern, to king, to be kings and queens in this place. To have covenant. I mean, uh, it says in Proverbs 31, I don't even know where to go with this today. I had it all planned out, and it's all, it's all messed up. But it, it's like we give... As a church, we give Jezebel too much credit. How many of you have been called Jezebel or Jezebel's been thrown out, associated with your name, associated with the bride of Christ, with the church? How many? How many? Maybe it wasn't even something somebody said to you, but they treated you that way. God wants to set a fire. He's setting a fire today. And we've been giving Jezebel too much credit, and the answer for that that God is establishing today is the spirit of Bathsheba. You know who that is? When you read Proverbs 31, who wrote it? Solomon wrote it. He gets the credit for it. But in the spirit of Mother's Day, right, I decided, well, who's Solomon's mom? Bathsheba, Bathsheba, that's his mother. <laughs> now, Bathsheba, you know, I, I didn't know the whole story. I was just learning this this week. But Bathsheba was introduced to King David when he was walking on his roof and he saw her bathing. We know the story, right? She was bathing, she was on the roof. And historically, she has taken the credit for the downfall of a king. Historically, that's what generations of the church has put on Bathsheba, that she was responsible for the downfall of King David. Who does that sound like? Sounds like Jezebel. And King David was walking on his roof... And he saw this woman bathing and he was beheld by her beauty and all this stuff. And he sent for her. And you know what he did? She was married to Uriah of the Hittites, a warrior. He's, King David sent Uriah out on a mission that he knew he couldn't come back alive because he wanted his wife. Who does that sound like? Who, what did King Saul do to David when he wanted his daughter He sent him on a suicide mission. So here you have King David, great King David, right? He goes on the suicide mission that King Saul sent him on. He comes back with 100, 200, however many times the heads of Philistines that he was sent out for. He comes back with multiple of what he was sent forth to do on a suicide mission. He comes back alive with multiplied amounts of what he was sent out to do. And now you have King David, great King David, after God's own heart. And here he beholds a woman, and he, he does the exact same thing to someone under his charge. And he says, I'm going to send you out on a mission. And that loyal warrior goes out on a mission and dies so that he can take his wife. Now, whatever, you, whatever the interaction was when he sent for her and they met in the court, and they laid with each other, whatever. You know what God says about that? God punishes King David and says, has no mention of Bathsheba regarding that interaction. In fact, he says, she's the you of a, of a, of a poor man. And then you hear the parable by, by, by the prophet Nathan. Do you guys remember? Were you guys here for, uh, for Tassos' legacy declaration service? Were you guys here for that? God gave, spoke a word over Tasso, said he has a spirit of Nathan, and it's such a high prophetic order that he was the one that reproved King David when he sinned against God by sleeping with this woman, another man's wife. And what Nathan talks about, he gives David a parable about a rich man taking the only thing a poor man has and taking it for his own. And King David's like, You know what? That man owes four times and he starts going off on on his justice and what he's going to do about it as King David. And Nathan says, that's you. You're the rich man. That's what Nathan told him. And he says, Bathsheba is like that lamb of a poor man. So we need to get some perspective about she wasn't the downfall of King David. She was just a lamb to be slaughtered in the situation. Who Who else is a lamb to be slaughtered? You know, she's the only other person in Scripture to be referenced as a lamb to be slaughtered, besides Jesus. And so we need to get the right perspective that when we think... I've heard the name Bathsheba before, and I had that connotation in my head like Jezebel. I don't even know why. So we need to get our perspective right that what God's doing this morning... He's calling a few good women, and he's imparting an anointing of Bathsheba on the church right now, today. Because when you have the wisest of men in King Solomon, his mother spoke a prophecy over him, which is Proverbs 31. He didn't write that. He, he, he scribed it. He did not author Proverbs 31. So we just, let's just flip our minds right now. Bathsheba is the restored honor to the bride. She's the answer to Jezebel. Amen? In fact, when when King Solomon gets married, in in Song of Solomon 3.11, when he gets married, she's there to crown him when he gets married. And when he establishes his kingship, he establishes a throne at his right hand for his mother. And so when we think about God and, and Jesus and being at the right hand, as the bride of Christ, that's exactly what King Solomon did. That's exactly what King Solomon did. Because he knew, he knew because of of the things that she went through with King David, he knew that shame was going to be put on her. He knew, he knew, he knew shame was going to be put on his mother because of what she went through. And she was silent to the slaughter like a lamb. Just like Jesus. But what does he do? When he's crowned, he puts a throne at his right hand to restore honor to to his mother. Crazy, right? Now, Now think about, just think about this for a minute. Bathsheba speaks a prophecy over her son. And when she speaks that prophecy over him, she's talking to him about governance in the first nine verses of Proverbs 31 and dignity and strength in the things you have to watch out for. And it was drunkenness and lust for women. She told him <laughs> from her history, right, her, her reputation that the church and religion has given her. She's the very one saying as a king as the one who is going to crown you when you gain covenant with the type of woman that I'm teaching you about, that you need to watch out for drunkenness and lust after women because they will strip you of your strength and dignity. Let's let's turn to to Proverbs 31. And And I really feel... That with that water breaking, this is this is somebody had told us about Kingdom Air's Flagstaff that in fact it was Eric Gilmore. He said, Something, I feel something's happening here that we've never seen before. And when somebody has a baby, when that baby's born, that's something that nobody's ever seen before. When that baby is in the womb. Well, let's turn to Proverbs thirty one. you all okay If you uh if you got handed one of those uh those papers with the the rubies on it it's got the scriptures on that as well Says the words of King Lemuel, and I'm reading out of ESV, an oracle that his mother taught him. King James says a prophecy that his mother taught him. And just right there, just in verse one, basically you have when you look into the history and the context of the situation, and you look at who Bashua was, and you and it says the words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him. The word prophecy in that. And that verse means to carry something out. And the word, when it says the, the, the word that he was taught, that's the family bond of where she came from. Did you know that King David and, and Bathsheba produced four children? One was Solomon, one was Nathan. Between those two brothers, you have the ancestry of Mary and Joseph. Between those two brothers... So literally, Bathsheba is a foremother to Jesus Christ. And so when you look at what she went through and the faith that she had and the dynamic that she was a lamb to be slaughtered, silent through that entire thing, she gets, it gets put on Bathsheba that she was the type of woman to work her way to the top. But you never in the Scripture see her contending for her position. In fact, she was taken advantage of. She was led to the slaughter by the king of a nation. King David sent for her. And in fact, in the law at that time, there was, a, there, was a, there was a part of the law at that time that said that if your husband dies in battle, you are no longer married so that you could remarry. So King David knew this and sent her husband off to die. She did not contend for her place that she ended up in. It was was because of the hand of God that chose her to be the foremother because of the type of woman that she was to be the foremother to Jesus Christ. And so when you look at that whole dynamic, the word of King Lemuel taught by the prophecy of his mother, basically what what this this verse 1 is setting you up for is that I'm going to to impart something in you to carry on because of the family bond and the legacy that is in you. Because there was a, it, he had to carry something between her and Jesus. And so we look at Proverbs 31 too often like it's just a, a pretty poem and, you know, you're a Proverbs 31 woman, and it's just like something nice to say. This is this is serious because she's establishing governance she's she's teaching a young prince the type of covenant he needs to look for because that type of covenant is going to crown him to turn a corner So she goes on to talk about the drunkenness and the you know Don't don't be too drunk with strong wine and and all that good stuff. So let's jump to verse ten. The woman who fears the Lord says, An excellent wife who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. I believe the original text says rubies, some say pearls. If you look into it, it says some different things. But number one, who can find an excellent wife? He's talking about covenant. She's talking about covenant right there. That's what I'm talking about. He knows he has an excellent wife right there. <laughs> she was bumping him. Listen, how many how many times have we heard this? You're more valuable than rubies. How many times have we heard that? You know how much is in you know how much is in that text right there? When it says the value of a wife when you, it's, 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 what's your price? What's your value? What are you sold for? What do you surrender to? What do you submit to? And when you look at rubies, it, it literally means turning a corner, so when a man finds an excellent wife and he makes her his wife and he gains that covenant, then you are gaining the type of woman that is willing to surrender herself, submit herself to you so that you can then turn a corner from what's unseen to what's going to be seen now. In, just in my life, there are things in my life that have been unseen, but then once I gain covenant with a virtuous daughter who now becomes a a virtuous wife, I then, my life turns a corner and things that have been unseen are now seen now. And we produce children and she's, I'm the one that the land is promised to and she's the one that raises the children up to govern and to crown them and to teach them what a virtuous woman is and to covenant with that woman to reproduce the same thing over again. So how important, how important are the women? We can't downplay mothers. It's, we've done it for too long. The church has done it for way too long. That it's, there's been this Jezebel context to Eve, and you know, Eve was deceptive and all that. God changed that. He dealt with that. And the answer to Jezebel, the answer to Eve is the second bride. The answer to Jezebel is Bashua, spirit imparted on the church right now. Come on a woman who fears the lord does the church does the church fear the lord does this church fear the lord come on are are we as a church are you willing as a person as an individual member in the body of Christ willing to surrender yourself to to the mission and the objectives of God for your life. And let me talk about submission. Let me let me just get at that real quick. If I'm I'm not saying by this that my wife has to surrender and totally submit to me in the general context that we think of it. I just noticed that thing hanging down. That's, I need to fix that. <laughs> but listen, submission one to another There's the reason why there's things that have been unseen in my life that are going to be seen when I gain covenant with a virtuous wife. The reason why is because she's putting herself under my mission and my calling. And then I put I, I put myself under her mission and her calling. Amen. It's not a it's not a slavery surrendering. Amen. It's it's not a it's not a it's not a slavery mindset. Look, I'm gonna submit to my wife. Sounds crazy, right? Sound, if you if you talk to a religious person, they're like, "What are you talking about?" I don't know. There's there's been people coming into church. I don't even know if I should get into this, but you know, we have listen. We have a pastor in this church. We have a pastor in this church, and I know. Because I've watched the Jezebel accusation be put on her. But you know what? She, this, she's, listen, I've been given the word of a Davidic anointing. There's a, a Bathsheba anointing. To establish governance in a region for a nation. Amen. You have the anointing to put crowns on sons and daughters. And all you mothers have, the you have in your household, you have the authority and the power and the God-given ability to do that. Because you have the ability to be that reference point for kingdom life and kingdom living and victory. That's, that's the women, that's the sisters of the house. You're that reference point, you're that corner that you go from unseen to seen. Because, because a man engages in, in covenant with you. I don't, I don't, know where to, I don't know where to go with this. The heart of her husband trusts her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household. And portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands, and she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. You know, the elders of, of the land of Flagstaff might be city council. It might be the governor, the mayor, the, the elders of Arizona. It's, it's probably political figures. But you know what? As the bride of Christ, our husband Jesus is going to be respected at the city gates. Amen. If you think about a Proverbs 31 church as opposed to a Proverbs 31 woman, our husband, our bridegroom is going to be respected at the city gates. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. In the King James, it says that there's many virtuous women or daughters, but a virtuous wife surpasses them all. And that's because there's that covenant aspect to it. When you engage a virtuous daughter and she becomes a virtuous wife she surpasses them all because of the covenant that you engage in and that's why she that's why Bathsheba taught her son the type of woman that he needs to to make a covenant with and so when he made that covenant in Song of Solomon 311 when you go when you go to their wedding day to the day of their wedding that is when she crowns him king on his wedding day When he gains covenant, because it's going to take a virtuous woman who surpasses all other women that's going to have to reign with him over over a country or a nation. Amen. Hey, I don't. don't (laughs) Then it says, Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Listen, if we're talking about churches, we've said before, look, if you're looking for like a pretty perfect church, this isn't it. If you if you go and find a, a charming, you know, this is really charming in here. And it's really nice how you guys have all the, you know, the the pretty uh, flowers and, and everybody looks really nice here, you know. And and this is just really it's a beautiful thing you got go- going on over here. You know, what I'm saying I don't want to be that church. Not that we can't be pretty, but I want to be the type of church that fears the Lord. The virtuous church who who causes Jesus to be respected at the city gates. And this is all prophecy. This is all something to be carried on that was imparted by his mother. These virtues were imparted by by Bathsheba onto, onto King Lemuel or Solomon. And so... God's, God's, he's 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 given a call this morning, and he's setting a fire and just saying, "Just give me a few good women, give me some foremothers, because I've promised to give you the land, but but now I need some foremothers to crown kings to govern that place that I gave you." And so I just want, you know, I I I, I I could I could never honor you as much as as God wants to honor you today. I could never compare. But I want to. Um, if I could have Jake come down here, um, you know, if anything rose up in you today as a as a sister, a woman, a daughter, uh, we want to pray for you, and I want I want the men to pray for you and and pray for your feet and anoint you with oil as the glory of the household and the ones who crown kings and train kings up to recognize the type of covenant they need to make. And that's a, that's a huge thing that is going to be, that's just a part of who we are, because God has done something spiritual this morning, that it's part of this church now. And so, as men, we need to recognize, just like King Solomon did, he recognized his mother, he sat her on a throne at his right hand to honor her, and we need to do that. We need to do that with our, we need to honor the mothers that imparted those things into us, and we need to seek out the type of women and the type of wives and encourage you all for the virtues that you do have, that you are the ones that are going to fill the land with with kings and queens who are going to govern. Does that make sense? When we talk about our mission and our vision and we talk about Flagstaff and reconnecting people with the Father that they may not know. This is part of it. All you women are absolutely crucial because there's things that have been unseen in this church. There are seeds in this church that are below the ground that we have yet to see. And, and it's going to take you women to really establish the virtues and the characteristics of the sons and daughters in this church and to crown them and to encourage covenant with a certain type of woman. Spiritually speaking, you're going to have to, we, we need the women to do that. So, we, I, just, I just feel, like I said in the beginning, there's a call. And if you, if you feel a response in your spirit to that call, I want you to come up here. If, uh, Gabe, if we could just put some music on. I want you to come up here. We've got about 10 minutes or however long the Lord leads. And we just need to honor and pray for the women as the, as the glory of the house.
1: All right. So, as the women come up, I know that we, um, Pastor Justin, kind of is focusing on moms. But I, I can I take it a, another step further and just have just the the women in the church come up? Not necessarily just just moms, albeit moms are obviously extremely important. But I think what Pastor Justin's wanting to, to capitalize on is the the women in the church are uh, the the forerunners. Um, so as the, as the women are coming up, I want to speak to the guys. So, <clears throat> guys, just to, can I have the guys real quick? You guys are going to have to get used to this. Let me say that again. Guys, the men in this body are going to have to get used to this. I don't know if it's sunk in yet. The men in this body are going to have to get used to this. What Pastor Justin's talking about isn't just uh, a Mother's Day and it's going to end in a few minutes and then we go back to our regular lives, regular scheduled programs. Guys, I'm talking to you. This is not a one-moment, one-day thing, event, where God is calling kingdom airs flagstaff this body it is imperative that, out, that the women in this body they are setting the tone for what's to happen in kingdom airs flagstaff and it is our job it is our duty it is what God has called us men to do is to back them up You know, I I think about, like, well, if we could just get the men to, uh, you know, just get the men to keep going. You know, if we could have more guys. I mean, how many women prophesied this morning? Let me, hold on. Let me re-ask that. How many men prophesied this morning? One. One. We, we are no longer going to wait for the men, in fact, I don't even believe that it was the, the the calling for the men to put forth, to make this body move forward or what God's wanting us to do. We've been kingdom heirs, grace fellowship, whatever, whatever we've been out throughout the generations or whatever. We've been waiting on the men and I think we might have missed that. It's not about the men. What Pastor Justin's talking about is it's it's about the women. Guys, gonna have to get used to it. We're gonna us men are gonna have to align ourselves with our wives, with our mothers, with the women in this body, because they're the ones that are gonna provide that atmosphere. They're the ones they're gonna going to create that. atmosphere foundation for the men to take it forward. But we've been waiting for the guys to do it. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. 30 years, however long this the existence of this church has been, and we've been waiting on men, and it's only been like a handful of men. One man today prophesied, and I bet you every. Man, in this building, God spoke to. God spoke to. God said something. God showed you something. Right, men? If we're honest and we, li- we just think about it, God said something to you, but you didn't bring it forward. All right. Guys, I love you. I'm right there with you. But we just, guys, we need to connect. We need to to figure out how can we best utilize and take advantage of the awesome women that we have in this church. And we're going to do that starting today. The word for today, for this season, for however long it takes, is that we need to be exclusively intentional with the women in this body. Every day, not today, not just today, but every day. Any event that's coming, whatever the case may be, we need to be exclusively intentional with the women. Father, I just praise you. Father, I ask that you help us men. You help me to see clearly, to better connect with my wife, to better connect with my sisters, speak to me clearly. How, do you would, how would you want me to position myself with the women in this body? What can I do to support, to help, to promote the awesomeness of our women, the giftedness, the strength of our women in this body? Holy Spirit, continue to start downloading into our minds. Men, wake up. Listen. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you in this moment right now? Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father God, I can I ask, Father, I ask that you continue to build up our sisters. You continue to give them dreams. You continue to give them strategies. Father, I ask that you continue to pour into the women in this body, the mothers, the sisters, the daughters. Father, I ask that you give us strategies, Kingdom Heirs Flagstaff, on how we can position our women to go forward and to bring change. Man, I'm going to ask you to come up. Man, I want you to come up. Get with your wives. Get with women. Pray for their feet. I want you to pray for their feet. I want you to come up, and let's just start, let's just start touching the feet of these women and start imparting and, pray, and praying into their, into their lives and pray strength over them and pray into them a greater capacity to be able to experience you, Father God. Father, I praise you and I thank you. Father, I praise you and I thank you. That you are extremely intentional, Father God, with the women in our body. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Come on, men. Up here. Up here. Up here, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are worthy to be praised, Lord. You are worthy to be praised, Father God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Jesus. 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 Father, I ask that you continue to wreck the men's world, Father God. The only way that we could see you, Father, is through our women, through this, through the, our sisters, Praise, through our mothers. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father God, thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, Father God. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Yes, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Father, I just pray strength. Father, I pray strength over the women of this body, Father God. I pray strength. Clarity. Praise you, Jesus. Father, I ask that you just come before us, Father God. Speak to us. Father, I ask that you, I I pray for an increase. Holy Spirit, I, I pray for an increase. I pray for an increase, Father. That they are, that the women in this body are, they can't contain it. The dreams, the words that you in, that you are giving to them, Father, I, I pray and ask Holy Spirit that you increase it, that you increase their strength, that you increase their sight, Father, I ask that you, their sight is so on point that it, it like it speaks, it pierces to the depths of who we are, that it provides strategy. Father God, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I ask that you begin to soften the hearts of men. Open our ears, Father God. Open our eyes, Father God, so we can see the strategy that you're doing right now in this season, in this moment. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise you Jesus. Praise you Jesus. Praise you Jesus. Thank you Father. Praise you Jesus. Father, I just I lift up our pastor. I I lift up Pastor Tanya to you, Father God. Praise you Jesus. Praise you Jesus. Praise you Jesus. Father, I just lift up Pastor Tanya to you. Praise you Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Continue to speak to her. Continue to encourage her. Continue to soften her heart. Continue to give her strength. Increase her authority. Holy Spirit I pray and ask a mantle that when she opens her mouth it pierces the very soul of everyone that walks into this building Father God Father I pray for an increase that that extends to the world internationally Father God praise you Jesus praise you Jesus praise you Jesus Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I just pray, increase a greater capacity, Father God. A greater capacity, Father God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father, I lift up marriages to you right now. Praise you, Jesus. I lift up marriages to you right now, and the relationships. This isn't to diminish the authority that God has placed on the head of the household, the man in the, of the household. This isn't a, a, an event or a, or a word to diminish the masculinity of the of of the head of the household, of the husband, of the of the man. This is, this is a word to enlighten us, to give us a greater capacity that our wives, our daughters, our sisters have a great calling. And the more that we connect with them, the more that we, us men, can connect with the women the more that w- that the men can come under the women the more the, that men can humbly submit to the women the more it allows the women to sure up the foundation so that the men can move forward Father give us men a greater uh, greater capacity to understand the importance of our sisters praise you jesus praise you jesus praise you jesus thank you lord thank you father thank you father Praise you, Jesus, yes Lord, praise you Jesus, praise you, Jesus, Father, I just pray and ask that you you bring you begin to bring healing in relationships, Father God, Father, I ask that you continue to bring healing between uh relationships, Father God. My relationship with my wife, bring healing to that. Give me a greater understanding, Father God. Father, I ask that you just give us a greater understanding of the relationships that we have, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Soften the men's heart, Father God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Father, I ask that you just continue to give the men strategy. Strategy to move forward. Father, I ask that you just give the men strategy to, to submit, to position ourselves. Father, what would you do? How would you have us to, to position ourselves in the body, Father? And Father, I ask that you just begin to increase strategy with the women. Father, I ask that you begin to increase the relationships between each other, between the sisters between the women Father God that they may lean on each other they may lean on each other Father God utilize each other praise you Jesus Father I I ask Holy Spirit I ask for a greater connection a greater connection between the women in this church a greater connection between the women in this church Father God where where the friends become sisters where they love on each other where they seek each other out, where they seek for, for seek relationship with each other. I praise you. And I thank you, Father God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. So, I know we're kind of winding down. I want to be able to provide an opportunity so uh, exclusively intentional with the women. And one way that we want to start is before anyone kind of takes off. What we want to do is we want to... We would like to take an offering. And this offering is going to be exclusively for... Our women's ministry don't know what that looks like don't know who's gonna head that up but we can still we can still so into it right we can still sew into the women in this ministry that God's gonna uh, God's gonna develop and rise up and so I, I want to challenge and encourage you guys to let's let's take an offering for the women's ministry so we can start start going for that. Uh I got this cool little basket. Right here. Let's start sewing into this.